It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Maria Prekagis here. And uh, let's get into it. I have five pages of notes. Oh my God. Five. Oh, and had to help the printer out a little this morning. Anyway, let's get right to everything NFL with T-Bone Steak. Trav. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good to see you again. You were out of town last week. We got to do some zoomage. From Palm Desert. I wish I was there. I and then we- I was in the laundry room because it was so busy last week. So it was so busy last week. There's a line out the door for seven hours. Um, lots of people in town. There was lots of sickness going around. So I wore my mask and stayed away from everybody. Went to work, went to home, and I made it. Yay. Yes. Because there, l- there was a lot going on. Let yes, there was. Into the microphone. We are the number one ski resort in America or the U.S., I believe, whatever. I think that's the same place, but... Um, yeah, the- lots of people here, and uh, I was very happy to get to football on Sunday. I forget, do you work Sunday days here? At yes, Gunpiece? I do. Okay, that's what I thought. And then um, I want to start again with paying tribute. Um, John Madden, the, all the networks did great tributes to him, and they had, you know, the little little pen marks on everything, and they were pointing to stuff, and I thought that was great. Uh, he served as head coach of the Oakland Raiders from 69 to 78. Did you know that he played for the Eagles, I think? Did he? I think he got drafted by the Eagles. That's what my dad said. He never really played much, but... But he was such a great coach. And color commentator, you know, we do this because we love football, but he really got a lot of people loving football, how he did everything, which was awesome. I always loved it when he grabbed, like, the the marker on the screen, and he'd just start, like, (laughs) whirlwinding out there and, like, crossing out the score and the time. And then I heard uh, yesterday, actually, that he... I knew that he drove everywhere because he was afraid of flying. Yeah. But he had a rule on the bus, and it was like no taking a number two on the bus. <laughs> and then I there think- was this there was this huge rumor going around that like Wayne Gretzky took one on his bus, like the great one, like yeah, did, yeah. you know. But they put that rumor to rest when he passed away the other day. Um, this guy talked to Gretzky. He's like, "Hey, you got to tell me." Like he's like, "No, dude, I've never even." been on his bus before okay so that's, that's yeah. funny but they everyone did great stuff i told you i met him once and it really? was amazing yeah that is so cool my dad used to get um a really popular sports um commentator player or something for this uh banquet in spokane washington and i met john and i got his autograph it's somewhere and he was just you should find that same same as he was on on tv you know wow hi so nice to meet you blah 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 he's pretty animated He's very animated. You know, the team that scores more points is going to win this football game. I know. <laughs> I always love when he said that. <laughs> That's the best. And then also Dan Reeves passed um, of dementia. He was only 77. Yeah, that must have been... Dementia must be very hard to deal with as a, like a, oh. as a child. You kind of lose your parents, you know. You lose them twice. You lose yeah, them once to dementia. That happened with my uncle, and once that's, again. Yeah. But thoughts out to his family. And then we have to see Betty White a week before her mm-hmm. 100th birthday. She's not going to see the Eagles win another Super Bowl, unfortunately. I know. So, um, or any team for that lots, matter. Lots of love. Here's a factoid. Okay, it's coming into week 18, the extra week. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing a little reverb? I am. Am I? Yeah. Anyway, um, here's the playoff picture because they redid everything. 46.5% of the teams will make the playoffs with the new system. That's almost half the teams. I can do that math. I read that. That's why the Eagles made it. But, yeah, let's talk. So, um, I know I have my five pages, but let's go to yours. Eagles make the playoffs. Okay, did you see when your lovely quarterback was leaving, fans were leaning over a railing and it fell over? No one was hurt? Yeah, thank God. He actually wrote a letter to the NFL and the stadium. It said, who, to who it may concern, you know, this yeah. is unsafe. You know, luckily everybody was unhurt, but what a scumbag owner that uh, – Washington football team, and I guess they have a new uh, name they're going to release on February 2nd. 20, oh, they do? They're 2 2 is the date I that they're going to release gonna it. I don't know. I've heard like the Red Wolves or the Wolves. Um, I don't know, though. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, like the Eagles won. Yeah. Um, they always start off so bad. 
like they were losing 10 nothing. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, wait, wait, this happens all the time. And so then they come back. They ended up winning. And, uh, you know, they got an interception at the end. I don't think that the Washington football team's particularly good. They're, you know, out there, really good players. Like their best defensive player, Chase Young, he's out. He sprained or tore his ACL. And then, uh, but like after they won, I realized, you know, we've had a pretty strong presence of Aaron Rodgers in our cast mm-hmm. the last, you know, football season here. So what happens next? If the Vikings lose to the Packers, then the Eagles make the playoffs. So what what's going on now? I'm like the biggest Aaron <laughs> Rodgers guy ever. <laughs> like, you know. I know, you're like Packers win. Love Aaron Rodgers in your notes and last night I was like, "What?" Yeah, I know. It was like maybe is, you know, maybe that research he did was, you know, it was really good and and you know, he needs to win. And then they had, the Vikings had their second string quarterback in and it's like he just got Wrecked. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. I actually, we did watch a little football while we were down in Palm Desert. And you know what? This week, two unvaccinated players hurt their teams by getting COVID and not being able to practice all week. Uh, Carson Wentz, he had COVID, so he wasn't able to practice. They He played an okay game, but Kirk Cousins didn't even get to play, and they needed to win the, the game to stay alive in the playoffs. Yeah. So get vaccinated, people. That's just us. That's just us saying stuff. Get vaccinated. Get boosted. Um, but and this next one is for my friend Alexis, who's uh, the biggest Pittsburgh Steelers fan. She's like, make sure you mention Big Ben played his last game. Big Ben was like emotional and crying during the post game interview. So was I. Seeing that, it's like he's been there for eighteen years. You don't see that a lot anymore, you no. know. And it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. He's had yeah. some miss up hiccups in his career, but it's I don't know. It's just like it's cool to see that like he flew all his buddies into. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like I wish um I wish I could have been there. I wish he would flow me in. Well you're not his buddy though. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. It's probably gonna Come buy. to Grumpy's Big Ben, but yeah, you know, all the sports shows we're talking, you know, we always hear about you know, him and him and all these great quarterbacks. It's like but Big Ben is a great quarterback. Yeah, he's probably he probably like didn't fly in Antonio Brown. Okay, we're just gonna skip, right? <laughs> okay, Joe Montana was on the I think it was the Today Show. Yeah, such a classy guy. He got up at like two a.m. He is in Hawaii on an East Coast seven a.m. show, and they're like, "So we have to ask you, what was that all about?" And he so classy. He's like, "You know, I've never seen anything like that." I don't think I ever will again. I don't get it. And then he was like, I think there's a problem there. Duh. Um, he goes, so I hope he gets help. And even Arians, the coach of, you know, yeah. Tampa Bay is like. I think even Tom Brady said that too. Yeah. And uh-huh. Tom Brady was actually more on his side. But if well, you haven't seen it, Google it. He just strips and leaves in third quarter. Yeah, he like was arguing with Mike Evans. And then he just kind of like pieces out. And then he. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> there's nothing we can say about it because he's yeah. a little cuckoo. Well, yeah, it's just like you, you know, you just hope that he, if he needs help, he gets the help he needs, and yeah. uh, you know, he I released guess. a rap song right after that. Yeah, and then he was at the the Nets basketball yeah, the game. the basketball it's game, like, dude. What's your deal? He has enough money, but they say he'll never play yeah. again for professional football, which I get. He's got Hall of Fame numbers too. Like he could be in the Hall oh, of yeah. Fame if he wasn't such a, a psycho. John, my boyfriend John, looked him up. He goes, "Oh my God, he dude, was he's so, unreal. He was huge with." With Pittsburgh, I go, I know. And he was drafted late, too, like seventh yeah. round. Like, he's not, yeah. like, yeah, it's, anyway, that's just super sad. Um, it's tough, tough look on Tom Brady. Yeah, because, I mean, and then they were all talking about, you know, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers for MVP. Everyone thinks it's probably going to go to Aaron Rodgers. I think so, too. I mean, wouldn't that be, like, three MVPs, too? It's a few. Yeah, that's, that's a, usually three. It's yeah. a few, right? I don't know, but anyway... All right, so what is next on your list? Um, oh, AB's a psycho, I'll cross that one off. Yeah, yeah. Bills handle the Falcons. I gotta get, we're at Grumpy's, by the way. And Nelsie, hey. doing the snow removal. Oh, shit, I gotta Oh, whoops, he said a bad word. <laughs> so, um, Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow is playing lights out. He beat Kansas City. He's had like a, almost a thousand yards in the last two games. Um, Jamar Chase is like absolutely unreal. 
that wide receiver, he's like Jesus. Like he, I mean, this, these these cornerbacks can't even cover him, and they know the ball's going to him, and they're just, I mean, they they played college together too. It's so cool. That has to be hard when you know the ball's going oh to him. Oh, my God. And he's like, wait a minute, help. He's like, oh, my God, here we go again. Yeah, oh, my God, here we go again. Um, on my notes, no, um, Baker Mayfield, he's not playing the last game of the season because no. why? He's going straight for surgery because they did not make the playoffs. Yeah. That's a t- I mean, like, he was getting death threats last week. And he's like, no big surprise. It's just like, hey, why don't you send a death threat to the GM of the Browns instead of, like, the poor quarterback? That's Yeah. It's like, how many first pick overalls have they had in the last 20 years and it hasn't amounted to anything and then you're sending death threats to this guy i maybe it's because they hate his commercials like i do because they're i mean like they're funny funny. but like when they're on every uh, like every commercial break you're like okay come on like let's let's do this like can we get somebody but they are funny he's like they are funny hey if you help me it'll take (laughs) half the half the time (laughs) when he he, uh he brings those he brings those big boots to um, Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he came to me by mistake. But anyway, so yeah, he's going in for surgery. Then we have a. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I think that the Bengals are. Uh, I wouldn't want to play the Bengals. Yeah, uh, clinched. So this week, uh, Cincinnati. In how many years they clinched the AFC North? Kansas City AFC West. We were trying to figure out, John and I, when we were on vacation, because there are now seven from each conference that make the playoffs, and the top one gets the bye. So now it's called Super Wild Card Weekend, and there are games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I like that they call it Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, because there are more people. There's an extra week in the season, and then more playoffs. or playoff, It's you know. not Wild Card Weekend. It's Super. Super wild card weekend, weekend. Uh, which should be fun. But yeah, Yeah. Cincinnati. And then the Titans win their division too. Yeah, Tennessee Titans. And I think Derrick Henry's uh, supposed to practice this week too. So we'll see. What's kind of cool is like they just kept running the ball after they lost him. They're like, we're just going to keep doing our thing, and they they won their division. And he might come back. That'd be huge. Well, because the Titans, the Dolphins were hot, and now they're not. They got extinguished. (laughs) I like how you say that. I know. I was trying to think of a funny thing, like they got netted, but I'm like, I don't need dolphins getting netted. That's sad. Oh, yeah, that is sad. No, they <laughs> got, um, and then we talked about Carson Wentz. Yeah, Are you I still mean, on the Wentz wagon? Though? I am, I am. I think that he, uh, I mean, you, you can't practice all week. Like, they had, he had that throw that he missed to, um, I can't remember, Pittman. And that would have put him up by, like, you know, nine points and in control of the game. Instead, he missed it, and then they went down and scored. So it was just kind of like, you know, he's just not not all there. Well, he had COVID. Yeah, when you miss five <laughs> days of practice and just yeah. get out there. I miss five days of going to the gym, and I'm like, oh, You're this You're on the stinks. treadmill walking, you're like, ow. Yeah, I'm like, help. Um, let's talk... Back to my list. Sunday night, Raiders host the Chargers. Winner advancing to the playoffs. So it's their own little mini wild card weekend. That's kind of cool, too. I like how it's uh, how that's uh, playing out, you know? Well, and all that the Raiders have gone through this year, I'm very impressed that they've made it this far, which is great. And then Dallas at Philadelphia. I hear all the, the there's a lot of COVID players on the Eagles. Which is nice because they don't really have to play the game anyway. I mean, like, you know, obviously play, but you can have your starters sit and then get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, and Dallas has to rebound back. They really have been, I think, the most up and down team this whole entire season. They're like, they start off and just crush everybody. And then they just, I don't know, like their offense went like stale. Yeah. Like, they just, like, they're not the high-powered offense they were. They had the hard knocks in the beginning of the season. Dak's playing okay. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, what's going on? And their defense is playing really well. I mean, like, Trayvon Diggs, have you ever seen his kid? No. Oh, he's the cutest kid ever. <laughs> he's, he just wanted to thank every all the quarterbacks in the league for throwing the ball to his dad. His dad's got 10 interceptions. I don't think that's happened. And it's unreal, man. It's, it's like so cute. That's so cute. I want to thank all of you. Would think that his dad was a wide receiver then, but yeah. no. Well, his brother plays for the Bills, and uh, like in the off season, he—that's what he does. He covers the best, trains with the best receiver in in the league. Yeah. And so it's like, and I think his brother said he's the only guy that like 
can cover me where I don't catch passes. I'm like, oh, man. Can you imagine? It's like the Manning family. Oh, by the way, the Mannings on ESPN2, they had Snoop Dogg on. And you know Snoop's son is a very good football player. Mm -hmm. He went, I think, to UCLA. Yeah. And he coaches. Um, Snoop coaches, I think, uh, younger kids. And he's just he has this outreach program that he just wants everyone. You know, he loves it. But Snoop Dogg. That's so He has a show with Martha Stewart. I don't know if that's still He on. brought, like, Martha Stewart back to relevancy. Like, oh, totally. after she got out of jail, he's like, hey, let's do a cooking show. She's it's like... so funny. For shizzle. For shizzle. <laughs> for shizzle. Okay, so 49ers win with Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. They needed to win, and I'm like, they need to win this week, too. Um, I just, you know, like, Jimmy G's banged up. Do you go with Trey Lance again? Because you need to win, but, like, you want yeah. the veterans, but he's got a messed up thumb. Trey Lance just coming on. He went to the same school as Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. North Dakota, where? I mean, it's in North Dakota, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> the, the, the Bison. But no, that was exciting. And then um, Chargers need to win. So I have all these notes. Which yeah, I'm Chargers. Not go it's over. like go are the Chargers are in charge of their own destiny. It's like the uh, just like they're playing the Raiders. Whoever wins goes. So they haven't. They're in charge. So if they win, they go. Yeah, that's good you don't need to be like oh if we win and then these guys the Niners need to lose and the Saints need to win and the Jaguars have to lose like the the Jaguars have to win to, for the Steelers to get in well yeah no and this one Cincinnati clinches only <clears throat> the bye week with a win and a Tennessee loss and a KC loss and a New England loss or tie <laughs> or Cincinnati went to I mean it's crazy still. This whole season has just been bonkers. I mean, we, there's still a few in the hunt. We won't know, obviously, till after this weekend. And the Rams got that last-minute win. They just, like, oh. they, they, they have so many turnovers. Like, Matthew Stafford just turns the ball over. That's, like, the th- second or third game in a row with two, three turnovers. Yeah. It's like, and buddy. still win. Yeah, but it's like, what the heck? So, and I love... Um, uh, the so by the way, uh, thanks to Boise and Meridian Magazine, you were mentioned in it. They did a little deal on the podcast. They did a story, and it's online. But it's hilarious because my picks, because they needed answers a month and a half ago, and my picks were the Ravens and the Cardinals. Am I right in those two conferences? Could those two go? I think. But I said I think Tampa Bay is going to go. But then the Cardinals won. Cardinals? Kyler looked good. They Kyler needed Murray. that win badly. Their defense really showed up. It was important. Very important. They need some confidence going into the playoffs. So they need yeah. to get a win. Everybody needs to get a win. And then what else happened there? Oh, uh, yeah, Cam Newton. He's no longer playing. Oh, I was going to ask you because I, I meant to look it up. So Cam Newton. Well, he's not playing because Sam Darnold's playing. But, like, he's he went to the Patriots to try something else. They cut him. He's back with the team that originally drafted him, and now he's not playing there. So, like, what's the next step? Well, and he's not kooky no. like Antonio Brown. He's kooky, but not I mean, he, that's he, kooky. People didn't want to, like, deal with him, and then he went, he's like, he showed that he wanted to play. He went and got vaccinated. He's like, I really want to play. And yeah. I just, I think he, you know, he might be too old. I hate to say he's probably like not good. It's like gymnasts. Old. They're nineteen. They're over. Yeah, <laughs> their career's over. She's one pound overweight. Oh, she God, can't can do imagine? the spin fast enough anymore. But yeah, so there's a lot. I mean, I think with, it's a serious wake up call for the Cowboys. Like, I don't know what happens every year with them. I do watch them a lot because I'm an Eagles fan. But they they start off so well and then they just do this. <laughs> Yeah, it's not It's pretty. the same story every year. It's like, okay, you guys look really good. You guys got... And, like, you put anybody besides Dak Prescott back there, and you, the quarterback's going to succeed because the, the offense is so good. And then Joey Galloway, they're one of their best receivers, tore his ACL, too, this last game. Well, and they were talking about Mike McCarthy and this last game, the time management, and yeah, he's, he called the timeout that he didn't really... You know, it's just He's like, on the chopping block, too. It's like... Dude, you just got a job. Well, and I love our Kellen Moore from Boise State, and they were, t- you know, I mean, you got to take it. And it is sad because someone said, look, it, you know, Mike McCarthy obviously can win Super Bowls. It's not, yeah, he messed up. It, you know, they're human, but you're such in the spotlight. And one of the. Uh, Especially in Dallas, too. Yeah. Like they're. We them boys. We football. I mean, the cheerleaders have huge protocol. You yeah. don't think the coaches and 
they were like, they just have to figure something out. And, you know, they could win a Super Bowl if they're on their highs, not their lows. I was, some guy was giving me grief the other day. He's a Cowboys fan. I was like, hey, how's it feel to break out your VCR to watch uh, your Cowboys victories in the Super Bowl? <laughs> and he's like, ouch. I'm like, yeah, I got that one online. Sorry, I can't claim it. Oh, really? That's it was good. funny. I like it. And I then like I'm still it. hoping that Doug Peterson maybe gets a job with the Jaguars. Yeah? Yeah. He's the old, you know, Philly Philly. Yeah, that would work. I like him. So, and Russell Wilson, what, you know, we still know what's going to happen with him. I doubt, I think he's breaking up. I mean, they... They said he might, he said he might be his last time on the sidelines. Are they away this week? Um, I can't remember. I have to look. Because I think they said something like, he said it might be the last time he's on the sidelines. I was like, aww. They're at the Cardinals. Sunday. So, yes, it was his last home game, possibly. Wow. Well, like even Big Ben, when they interviewed him, hadn't officially announced yeah. that he's retiring, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. retiring. Like you said, they're he like, listen, you're going to retire. We're going to cut you. Yeah. Um, Chiefs, let's look in. Cowboys at the Eagles. So, both are making it to the playoffs. Yeah, so it's kind of like a hey, let's not mess up our players. Well, yeah. How do you. <laughs> I think you rest the guys that, you know, you play them for, maybe treat it like a preseason game. I mean, like, you don't, and like I said, the Eagles players, there's a couple with them COVID, which, yeah. so they don't have to play. But maybe they'll make it without protocols. I don't know. It's so weird these days, you know? It's just so weird. It's I mean, just, we were traveling, and it, it's just, people are still don't want to wear their masks. Yeah, I just, it's like, if you don't want to wear your mask, don't fly. So there's one guy, I have to digress for a second, and um, one guy on our plane, totally tan, good-looking guy, brings a suitcase on that will not fit in, and he's in first class. We got bumped up. We were feeling special. He's shoving it in, and the whole time his mask is right underneath his nose, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but Millsy comes back in. Nils is on. You two do the uh, snow duty. And it is snowing again. But anyway, what else do you have on your list? And then let's go look at some games and what they can um, mean. I just, what else I have on my list is the you know, card, or Cardinals need to get some momentum going. Um, the Patriots look great, as usual. They played, you know, the Jaguars who aren't that great. But I just, I think Bel- Belichick is the man. Um, the Bills look really good, too. I wouldn't want to play them. The 49ers need to win. Um, Broncos... Got annihilated. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're yeah. out, right? Like Broncos ever since I went out. to the Broncos game, they've just been like on a <laughs> like off a cliff. But and we, yeah, I mean a lot of teams are in. Like I said, forty almost fifty percent of all the teams will make it into the playoff berth for a Super Wild Card Weekend. Super. So yeah, the last week games on Saturdays, games on Sunday. I love that Seahawks at the Cardinals. I don't think the I mean, Eagles play Saturday night, right? Yeah. Cool. So that will be fun. But a lot of games, what do you do when, you know, neither team has made it into the playoffs and you're playing each other? Do you Change the channel. Do you <laughs> <laughs> but do you play your second string and like... Just... Well, I think it's a good... You, you got to always be looking at your personnel. Like that's a tryout. It's a league where, you know, you need the best, best players. The best players show up. So like, you know, you, maybe you put in your first stringers. You see that they did well, then you go with your second stringers and see who you need to cut and where you need to go from there. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's hard because you want to win, I would think, because that's just your mentality when you're yeah, an NFL football player. But, you know, do you risk hurting someone for next season? Mm, eh, next no. season's a long ways away. Yeah. People can get whatever they need in the off season, but... So, yeah, lots going on. Next week should be uh, fun because we'll know exactly who's playing whom. Who's playing who? Whom. Whom. Whom is playing whom. But, yeah, I'm going to watch for sure the uh, Eagles and uh, and Cowboys. They'll be cool. Because a lot of them, and then also the Chargers Raiders. You win your Yeah, game. like those, the games that matter, that one. And it's weird, like, I hope that they put that game on TV. Like, we get regional coverage. It'll be like the Seahawks who don't play a meaningful game or the Broncos. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, put the game on that matters. Or come to Grumpy's where they get all the games. Yeah. Like, uh, one, of the fly- <laughs> one of the Flyers got COVID in Anaheim. They're playing the Ducks. 
And so he has to stay in his room and um, quarantine. And he was blacked out from the game. He couldn't even watch it. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. That doesn't work. He, yeah, he's just like, this is that doesn't unreal. Work. Like, what a bad day. You can't even watch your team. You can't play. Well, coming up, my good friend J-Rod, uh, Jim Rodriguez, he has been covering sports for a million years with TV. Now, and he's also covered the UFC. Uh, we are going to chat with him. I'm going to keep him around for a couple weeks just about what it takes to produce football on the sideline. You know, I mean, Monday Night Football, crazy television production. So he has a lot of great stories. And he hosts a couple podcasts and vlogs. And he's kind of like me, except he's busier. I want to be like him. But anyway, and then, uh, so stick around for that. Next week, we will talk about who's playing whom. Someone's going to really shout me out on that. And again, thanks to Boise Weekly Magazine. Check out my Facebook page. It's a great article. And come to Sun Valley. Come to Grumpy's. And stay tuned, because up next, my friend, Jim Rodriguez. Thanks, Trevi Trav. Thank you, Maria. Happy New Year, all. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Beyond the Locker Room. We're going to dive right in with my good buddy, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez. We knew each other. You always say 310 gangstas. We knew each other in L.A. I I was trying to think, how did we meet? How did we meet? Was it it, it a a shoot? Was it, I don't know. I think you just... I, it was one of those. I closed my eyes, and you were in our, and you were in my life. Boom, like this. I know, I know, it was in L.A. I know it was west of the four hundred five, and in West L.A. Did we have like a, a mutual? Who knows? But I, there was a no, lot. No, I think we had a mutual. Fr- it was a long time ago. There was a lot of cocktails at the Arsenal involved. That's all oh, I remember. God, that, I remember the Arsenal. That's right. That's where I met you and some of your friends. I met you somewhere through a mutual friend, and that's yeah, the Arsenal. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Good man. And the rest is, as they say, history. History. Well, yeah, you are, uh, you've been married for a while now. Big family. You went from LA. Did you go straight to Miami? Yeah, I've been married 10 years. Uh, Miss Amy, I've known her about 15 years now. Uh, and she, we have two kids together. And then we have a stepdaughter together who just, by the way, she's, she just graduated nursing school. She just moved to Maryland with the fiance. Uh, it's, it's crazy. My little guys are 12 and 10. They're not so much little guys anymore. But yeah, I born and raised in L.A. The only Cubans that, still, that are still left in L.A. And I moved to Miami about, about 10 years ago. I helped uh, launch Univision Deportes when they started. A, I'm, I'm, I'm Cuban. I don't look it. I'm a double agent, like I tell people. Uh, I, I moved to Miami about 10 years ago to help uh, launch Univision Deportes when they started a 24-hour Spanish channel. And I've stayed ever since. Trust me, I did never thought I would live in Miami, but I love it. It's a great spot. Great spot. Well, in the weather, I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho, and all it's done, which is great for the mountain and great for a snowpack. And it's going to be good for fishing once the runoff goes next spring. It's all the positives. Mm-hmm. And I'm a skier, so it's great. But I'm over the snow and trying to travel out in it. Miami, yeah, once in a while you'll have no, a storm. But yeah, I'm ready for warm. Well, I, I will say this. January is our cold month. So it was actually 61 degrees today. So burr. <laughs> Burr, you had to put your sweater and down coat on. I love it. Burr. Well, you've been in sports and NFL for a oh, long God. time, and you are busier than me. I don't know how you do it with family and kids. I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. I'm like, yeah, I remember when we met, you were producing Rome is Burning. That's right. The Jim Rome show on ESPN. I was yeah. one of the producers on that show. Gosh, yeah, a lot. As, as they say in Spanish, it has rained a lot since then. Yeah, and, it has. And yeah. I worked oh. for my good buddies, uh, Michael Mant and Neil Mant, the Mant brothers. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've always said this about Jim. He's probably the most influent, influential person in my life. And here's why. Whether you like Jim Rome or you don't like Jim Rome, whatever one, whichever way you go. When I first met him, I thought, what a jerk. I, I came in, didn't talk to anybody, didn't want to know how your family was, didn't, know how you, didn't want to know what you did last weekend, didn't want to know what you were going to do this weekend. But the man's work ethic. I've never seen a guy put 1,000% into everything he did. And it taught me so much about this business, so much about being a producer, being accountable, being correct, putting in the research. And then because I saw him do it. Because listen, we've seen so many talents and I've worked with talent like this that literally just show up. Where's the prompter? I'm going to read that and leave. And are really kind of disconnected from it and are more so in love with being talent and all that comes with it, the, the fame, the popularity, who doesn't love it? Jim Rome is a family guy. He 
doesn't really go out or, you know, he's so big that he can't, it's almost like, you know, it, it's more, it's more harm than good, but I've never seen a guy put in so much work and it really taught me about being accountable and putting in the grind in this business. So I owe Jim Rome a lot, just, you know, learning from him through osmosis like that. Well, and it's so great. I have my mentor slash one of my best friends and now business partner, and he did the same for me and he still does. I mean, I'm like, okay, you have more experience than me. You know, you do have to put in the time. So many people, as you know, because we both produce on air talent, social media, we do it all. And so mm-hmm. many people are like, well, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, well, you have to put in the work. Right. right. You know, and I don't- well, it's, it's funny we're working in sports. You know, it, I, I always I always love when we get a new a, a temp PA, a young PA that's really hungry and I want to do all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, well, when are games? Games are at night, on the weekends, on holidays. You ready to give all that stuff up? Because, again, it's not a nine to five job. You know, there's nothing wrong with a nine to five job. But this is this is not a nine to five gig. So on a Friday night when you're at the bar watching the games, well, who's producing that? The people at the game or the people in, in the studio waiting for that game to end. I mean, you know, you go on the air at 11 o'clock at midnight, you're done by two in the morning. Bars are closed. Not Miami, but that's, maybe that's why I'm yeah. here. <laughs> or Vegas. We're just there. But yeah. Spoiler alert. But, you know, that that's the thing. And, and, and then you could really see who's really serious about this, who wants to just play television and who really wants to make television. I'll never forget one of my first times Chris Berman invited me out to ESPN. And this was a long time ago before I moved to LA. And I sat with Jeff Schneider, a good friend of ours. And I think it was baseball tonight. And you had to wait for the West coast games to finish. And it was like, it was two 30 AM. They're like, I mean, you don't have to stay the whole time. I'm like, no, I want to see what this is all about. And I did. And those guys work so much and we both produce sports let's talk about producing sports for tv and especially football this you know this podcast is mostly about football but all sports it takes so much i go to the nfr and the houston rodeo and even college rodeo we produce and i host it for espn i mean what goes into it and nowadays with the cameras and all that i mean what's your experience and, and what do you love and how hard is it to produce a show especially a live sports show yeah, I mean, for, for me, what I, what I love about producing, whether it be a studio show or a, or a game, is that when you're done and everybody's, you know, everybody has the, has a beer in their hand or a cocktail in their hand or a cigar in their hand and you're done, you what I love about it is you get that whiteboard, you get that email and you hit delete and you start all over again. That's what I love about it because every show you're only as good as your last show, right? And and you have to start anew. I mean, nothing is cookie cutter. Nothing is, well, we'll do it like we did last week. No, everything is, you know, and in a live event, in a live event, you've got, you may have the best plans. We're going to do this story. We're going to cover this. And then you have a, an injury or you have a, a trend that breaks loose. Now you have to chase that trend. And oh, by the way, there is a game going on. So there's so much movable parts. And that's what I love about it. You know, those those three hours of the game, are the very best. It's, it's the best, you know, it's, 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 it's I'm not going to say it's better than sex because it's not, but it's pretty close. <laughs> or better than chocolate uh, cake. No, neither. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not big into sweets. So I'm going to go, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stay with the sex part. But anyway, uh, you know, it's, it, again, it's just creating and having them to, to be thinking, you know, to be quick on your feet and, and be able to use that muscle between your ears, you know, that, that's what I love about it. And then, you know, in, in a, in a, when you're doing games, it's the traveling, you know, you, you don't realize that, you know, people say, Oh, how great, you know, how many Super Bowls have you been to? Yeah. I've sat in the parking lot for all those Super Bowls. You know, I've been in the parking lot of the stadium in a truck. Um, and, but, it, but it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a great rush making television and, and, and you don't realize, especially the, the crew, the, the, the camera people, the people that are, that are the, you know, the, the real soldiers of it who are braving the elements, the rain, the snow, the cold, the heat, you know, everything, pulling cables, laying that stuff down, because for as much technology we have in the world, it's still, you still got to run a cable from the truck to somewhere and have that connected to the camera, long cables, but it's, but, but it's, but it's amazing. It, it takes a lot of work. And then you pack up and move it and go to the next town for the next week. You know, I took my son who's 12 and he's starting to understand what daddy does now for a living. Um, and we went to, uh, we went to Sunday night football, we went to the, with the Tampa, uh, see the saints and the bucks. And I took him to the TV compound and he just, you could just see it sort of clicked a little bit. Like, look at all these trucks, look at all these people just, 
And then I said, you know, and guess what? After the game, they pack everything up and it's on to the next town. It's on to Green Bay or it's on to Dallas. You know, it's the same trucks, it's the same people, you know, and, and it just, he was like, wow, all, all for those three hours at home or when you're at the bar or whatever to watch the game. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is. I love how you say you delete everything after I'm such a hoarder. I like have to save every run sheet every, cause you know, I might need it in the future, even though we've done it a zillion sure. times. I'm like, okay, no, I, you know, I have a terabyte on my computer. It's always full. So I'm always sloughing off to a million hard drives. And my poor boyfriend, John's like, why do you keep all this? I'm like, you just never know. What if my computer you never know. Over what? And yeah. it's so funny because we could do it with our eyes closed, but it is, there's so much. And it's funny you say with all the technology, you still need the cables. I mean, no way would I use when I'm out in the field sometimes and we're just shooting it and recording it, we'll do a wireless mic, but you know, you can't sure. count on that stuff sure. with the interference and all. I mean, it's just crazy. I watched a special once on Monday night football and it was from years ago and just in the truck, the energy, I don't care if you're the graphics, oh, yeah. a producer just watching over everything, but it is funny. You said, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you travel. It's so glamorous. I go, okay. Hey, I'm still a bad packer because as you said, you don't know if you're going to be out in the elements setting stuff up, you know, hot, cold, so I bring everything as long as I can carry it, I can pack it. But I was watching a UW game, university of Washington game in person. And I'm, do you do this? I'm always looking where are the cameras where, and there was some poor dude on the top of the scoreboard with 40 mile an hour winds. And you could just see sure. his shadow. I mean, I, I never, I, you know, whenever they're, I'm watching a game and let's say like, well, you know, there's a game in green Bay, a Sunday night in a game in green Bay and it was 10 degrees. You know, and and that and that poor guy has been there literally. You know, the game's at eight o'clock. He's been there since you know noon. You know, you know, eleven in the morning. And yeah, it's glamorous because you get to see the game. But boy, oh boy, I, I don't know about sitting ten degree weather. You know, I mean, I guess you know the paycheck is worth it and the experience is worth it. But you know, it's 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 amazing what people don't realize how long and how much it takes to put on an event. You know, it's it, it's it's fascinating. It, it's a movable feast. It really is. And why you were talking a little bit, why you love it. Why do you love the sport of football and do your kids love football and other sports? Well, it's funny. My, my, my son, Jameson, he just turned 12 and he is my little, he is again, the sports I've never, I've never put anything on my kids. I sort of let them be sponges. And if they're into it, they're great. You know, you never want to force anything on them. They are who they are when their personalities start taking shape. And he is just the craziest sports fan now every morning i wake up you know get him ready for school and he's giving me he gives me a mini sports center dad did you see what happened with antonio brown dad did you see this person's got COVID? hey did you see this and now that he now since i do a lot of gambling i, I host a gambling show dad what's what's the line on this what's what's the over under on this and my wife is like is he talking gambling to you and i'm like well you know, listen we'll, we'll talk about the gambling later but yeah, you know, he's around for two He's he is he's a total sports nut. And, you know, I'm originally from Los Angeles, you know, even the, and he was born in Los Angeles, but he doesn't know Los Angeles. You know, we moved he moved over here with me when he was a year and a half, almost two years old. So he's he's a Miami kid, but he's loves all all things L.A., the Rams, the Dodgers, the Lakers and stuff. And it's easy to love those because they win. Um, but but my little girl, my, my, my little girl, the baby who's 10, but she's still, still always going to be the baby January couldn't care less about sports couldn't be bothered with sports she's she's a big but she's love but she loves editing so really? like like she is she so i'll say hey for mom for mother's day let's make an edit for mommy and she will sit there and she will edit you know a little montage a little a little you know a, a mommy is great video and stuff so it's funny how that works you know the other day i caught her teaching jameson how to edit because jameson wants you know they're all tiktokers now they're all on instagram now and so, you know, teaching him how to, how to edit. So it's great. So maybe we'll have a future editor in, in, in the business. Good. I'll hire her. I do love editing. Yeah. But I've been until my fishing vlog with John and this, I just sat with an editor and, right. I, was like, yeah. right. and I still go left, right, left, right. That's how I edit old school. And, but I was like, oh, I have to do this now. And so I know yeah, what to I, do. I, I've never, I guess, I guess I was a millennial before millennials. I've never had the patience to edit never never been able to just i just it drives me crazy you know and 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 when you when you hire someone 
you know, that is a very good editor and you just gave them a, what we call a paper edit where you just basically, here's all the elements, here are the time codes, this is what I want. And you just walk away. Oh, that to me is, is, is heaven because, because that's, that's, that's the perfect union. And then it comes out exactly your vision. That's the best part. But, but, you know, I've had to edit my, my own podcast, my own shows and stuff. And yeah, it's my respects to the people who edit. And, and I can only imagine for, for, for film. I mean, we're talking a two minute piece. We're talking maybe a, a 28 minute show. People in two and a half hour movie. Oh, no way. No way. I go crazy. Well, it's funny because all the continuity too. someone and nowadays people catch everything. Hey, there's a Starbucks cup in this film and it's supposed to be from 1920. That doesn't work. Cigarette is full. Cigarette is halfway. Cigarette is full again. You know, yeah. yeah. When I got my love for football, it's funny you talk about your kids because on Sundays, my dad worked, I always say, seven days a week. Uh, Sundays, though, he took a little time off. And after church, we'd all go and we'd gather around and we just started watching football. And I loved it. And he loved college and pro and everything. And that's where I got my love for the game. Where did you, was football your first love of professional sports? No, no, I, I couldn't stand football. I, I was a baseball guy. Remember, I'm, I'm Cuban. So baseball in our home growing up was mandatory. And, and I grew up in Los Angeles and I grew up with the two entities. I'm bilingual. My mom and dad were divorced when I was a kid. So I would spend the week with my mom who wasn't into sports at all. But I would grow up watch, watching and listening to Vin Scully doing Dodger games. And then on the weekends, I would spend it with my dad. And my dad's only rule was everything's in Spanish. We, we speak in Spanish. We, we, we talk Spanish. We, the newspapers are in Spanish. We listen to the radio in Spanish. And so the Dodgers have in one of the great announcers of all time, Jaime Jarrín, in Spanish. So I got, I, got, I got Jaime on the weekends and I got Ben during the week. So I was constantly falling in love with baseball. NFL I got into, crazy enough, when I got into gambling. Because because I it, it it clicked for me. It clicked for me. It, it's the only sport that, for whatever reason, maybe it's maybe it's a beautiful mind kind of thing, you know, with the numbers floating through the air. And stuff. I get it. I it's what I'm most successful at gambling, or as I like to say, sports investing. You know, I put I put a bookie I put my bookie out of business in one year. I, I did so well in the NFL. So it, it became sort of the love came from. Um, from from the gambling and growing up in Los Angeles, we didn't have an NFL team for for a generation. You know, the Rams and Raiders both left town in the mid nineties, and now now they're all back. But you know, we so it was always like you know we always got the national game, and then it, it started to click. And I always laugh, and, and and I'm not telling you know stories out of school. I really got into gambling when I got to ESPN in Bristol because that's all they do, and 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 it's all office pools. It's not you know it's, it's not nothing nefarious. But it's but you gambled on everything. You gambled on everything, and it and it and it to me it, be, it became a good avenue to be a better sports producer because you really paid attention to trends, injuries, who's hurt, who's not. And now that gambling is now all it's 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 the it's the new girl on the block, so to speak. Now that everybody's into gambling, and I host a gambling show, it's all those years of experience that have paid off. But really, the NFL came to me because of gambling. <laughs> What do you think about this season? I mean, it is what a time for me to start a podcast because it's just been bonkers. The new 18 week season, the new super wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, I read a stat earlier with Trevor and it's like 49.5% of the teams in the NFL will make it to some sort of playoff berth. And, you yeah. know, Cowboys are hot. They're cold. I mean, everything. This season is just crazy. And then add COVID on top of everything. I think the the one thing the NFL has done is both good and bad is that they've made their games television events. And, and it's a product because, listen, it's once a week. So, you know, baseball, you literally have a game on every night. NBA, you have and hockey, you have a game on every other day. This is once a week. You literally plan your life around this. And they've turned these broadcasts. And, and the networks have been great. The ESPNs, the Foxes, the CBSs. They, they've really turned it to where you, when you go to a game, like I remember watching my son when we went to the Buccaneers game the other, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, where's the yellow line, dude? Where's, where's the red line? Where's this? Where's that? And he's like, do you know, I go, do you know what down it is? Do you know what? And he does. Cause he's a fan, but it, but it took him a minute, you know? And, and, and then he figured out, Oh, look, they're, they're the, they're the, they're the first down stick. So that's, 
that's how you can tell where they've got to go and stuff. So they really turned it into an event. Um, and I think this season is, is kind of like what's happening in the world. It's topsy-turvy. It's any given Sunday. It's all the cliches that you, that, that you want. Um, but I think it's great because the NFL is built for parody. The NFL is built for they don't want dynasties. I think dynasties are good. People say, I hate dynasties. I think dynasties are great because it gives you some, somebody to root for. And more importantly, it gives you somebody to root against. Dynasties are great because then you hate the Patriots or you're for the Patriots, you know, or you hate, you hate Tom Brady, you're for Tom Brady, you know, and, and in a league where parity is sort of the norm to have a, a team like the Patriots be successful for 20 years, 15 years. It's amazing, you know, how, how that works. But, but this season has been crazy is because you just never know. You, you'll have the Cowboys look so good and then lay an egg against the Cardinals. Or you'll have the Chargers steamrolling through people and then get, get boat raced by the Houston Texans, which is, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL. It's, 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 a, it's a crazy thing. And, and, you know, I, for some reason, in the NFL, it's always been a business for me because I don't really have a team. You know, I, I grew up without a team. You know, for, for, for most of my life, I, you know, I'm, I like the Rams because they're L.A. I live in Miami, so, so you, you get so much Dolphins coverage. You tend to sort of, you know, I'll check how the Dolphins are doing first. I'll check their score first. But it's really who I bet on. That's that's really who, who, what I'm about. My son's a big Rams guy, so so we're all, so I watch a lot of Rams games because of him. Um, and even the Rams, the Rams drive you crazy. You know, they, they'll go and then they'll win a game that they're not supposed to. They'll lose a game they're supposed to win. But I think that's what's fun. That's the theater of it. That's what that's what hooks people. And the fact that it's one, one, once a week. And with the COVID thing, it's it, it's insane. It's insane because you, you just – I find it remarkable that these guys are out there literally putting their lives on the line because of injuries and, and, and that sort. But now with COVID, it's – you know, the NF sports has always been, to me, a microcosm of life. That's why I love my, my kids playing sports. Not necessarily because he's going to be an athlete, not necessarily that he's going to make a million dollars. That'd be nice. You know, that's, that's bonus. But again, you learn so much about competition, about, you know, being, having authority figures, following the rules, having people that challenge you for, for good and for bad. Because some people will challenge you to make you better. Some people will challenge you because they're, they're, they're jealous and they don't want you to succeed. And having to deal with all that, because that's what sports is life. It really is. Uh, and the NFL is a perfect example of it. You know, look what happened with Antonio Brown. You know, uh, somebody asked me about Antonio Brown and, and, I, and I said, well, listen, he was hurt. And look, look, you know, that's why he melted down. And I've always said this and I try to teach my kids this. and I try to teach anybody this that will listen to me. People will try to take things from you. OK, they will always try to take things from you because they're jealous of you. They don't like you, whatever. The one thing that they cannot take away from you, the one thing that you are in control of is being a professional. That's it. Being a professional, showing up, doing your job, and being a professional. And a, that, that little dance, that little taking off your shirt, he let them win. Whoever them is, you can fill in the blank, but he let them win. And he didn't look like a professional. And that, that was the sad part about it. But whether he, you know, people are saying, oh, he's got CTE, he's crazy, he's immature, whatever it is, he let them win. And for a guy that, unfortunately, is never going to get the benefit of the doubt, here we are with Antonio Brown yet again. That's a great point you made. He let them win because, you know, there's all, there are always bullies. And when you're in the spotlight, like these NFL players, someone was saying on Get Up the other morning, you know, it's always about the quarterback. If he does well, he's, you know, woohoo. And if he doesn't, it's his fault that the team's not winning when it's still a team sport. So people will always try to take you down a notch. But I, you know, that's a great thing. He let them win. We can't let, we have to live our own lives. And I like your parody mm -hmm. about football and life. We have to live our own lives and we have to be, I'm always like, I have to be the best person I can be. Like at the beginning, when you, you said after a broadcast, you're like, phew. And I'm sure you're like me. It's like, okay, that was great. But what can we do better next time? You always have to be growing. What's next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. The ultimate well, motivator. Yeah. Any last words on this? And then I'm going to keep you. And then next week, we're going to talk about betting, but the whole football and sports and broadcasting, we're in a crazy business. It's the best. I, I, I could never see myself. And, and this is no disrespect to bankers or insurance people, but there's a reason why everybody wants to do what we do. 
Like I've never, I've never, honestly, I've never known anybody that, that, that you know what I want to do. I want to be a banker. I want to work at an insurance company or I want to be, I, I've never heard anybody say that, but I, boy, boy, I love doing what you do. I mean, I've had people that, that are doctors that save lives that are brain surgeons coming up to me, man, I'd love to, 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 to produce, you know, or say, hey, you want to come to, you want to come to the fight this weekend? Or you want to come to the game? You want to sit in the booth and watch us do the, yeah, because I don't want to sit in an operating room. I don't want to sit in it. And while, while a guy breaks down deductibles, you know what I mean? It's, we're lucky. It's crazy. It's just like you see in the movies. And, and I don't think we'd, we'd want it any other way. No, I agree with you. I'm going to be, I always tell people, I'm going to be 80 interviewing Cowboys or NFL players or whomever. I go, I just, if I, I do it every day for free, if I could afford to do it. Right. right. God willing. And hopefully we won't have to be wearing masks doing it. <laughs> I know. Fingers crossed. But that's well, for another show. <laughs> that's for another show. Well, I'm going to keep uh, you next week. Tune in next week because we're going to talk all about betting and gambling and you can inform me and everyone because I don't quite get it all. I get the, you know, betting on what color Gatorade. That's my type of bet. So stick right. around for next week. Uh, Maria's Minute coming up next. Thanks, J-Rod. You're welcome. All right, time for Maria's Minute. Thanks again to J-Rod. And just to rewind a little about what we were speaking about, we are so lucky that we do what we love, but we know that we have to work really hard. And on that note, I'm going to give you two quotes from two of the greats. The first is from Vince Lombardi. The only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. The only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. Love that one. And this next one is from the great and now unfortunately late John Madden. This is hilarious. Self-praise is for losers. Be a winner. Stand for something. Always have class and be humble. Self-praise is for losers. Be a winner. Stand for something. Always have class and be humble. I can just hear him saying that. Take care, everyone. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, whether you're watching or listening. And also be safe out there. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.